guys hello and welcome back i'm jojo fraser it's time for a mojo injection episode 134 welcome to the mojo den to the cave where we jump in we keep it real tell her how it is and hopefully you feel a little bit lighter at the end and i'm just coming towards um the sort of sessions where towards the end of these sessions um where i'm answering some questions over the summer and i've been getting a lot of messages people saying that um you know they're getting advice from the doctors but they just maybe want to offload or you know talk about things and i, I think the key thing is that there's still an awful lot of people afraid to talk out openly to those they're worried that may judge them, they're worried about stigma. I guess you know there's no stigma here, so it's lovely that people feel they can message me, but I really wanna try and use the space to, you know, share openly um, from my experience, but obviously, you know, if things are serious, you know, make sure you are going to your GP, make sure you are pushing for appointments. Um, but yeah, there's so many lifestyle things we can do for our mojo. And I, I would love, and I love to continue raising awareness about that. And I've been thinking about, you know, the masks that we wear. And I know I did a TED talk all about this, but earlier my son was saying to me, I was putting some makeup on, we we're having friends round, and my son said, Mummy, I like you just as you, without any makeup on. And then I was like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's so, so cute. Um, and then he said a bit uh, later, you don't need a mask, mummy. Um, kids just put things so well, right? But we all wear a little bit of masks to try and protect yourself or perhaps to make yourself feel better, put on a bit of lipstick or whatever your thing is, or perhaps don't dive in and sort of share or pretend everything's okay when it's not. And I just want to encourage you just to open up to those that, you know, that care about you because if they care about you then you know they're going to listen and it's okay to you know have wobbles it's okay to be stressed overwhelmed anxious you know it doesn't make you weak your your hardest points in life do not define you at all um so just want to encourage you to keep sharing and to keep keeping it real because that's what the world needs more of and the more of us that keep it real and talk openly it encourages others to do the same so I'm answering a couple of questions, um, you know, for people that are really busy, perhaps feeling a bit burnt out, um, perhaps struggling to find time or headspace for the things that doctors are diagnosing, such as meditation, yoga, and things like that. So I'm just going to give you a wee chat. Um, but yeah, if you are struggling, please, please just reach out share, um, share with people close to you and, you know, break the stigma because stigma is just bull, it's just man-made, it's, it's labels and a lot of nonsense. And I want to encourage you to be proud of who you are when you're high, when you're low, when you're in between, you know. I've always been about celebrating the highs and lows. I, I don't know what sounds weird saying celebrating the highs and lows, okay, celebrating the highs. Um, you know, being there and open about the lows and embracing everything in between. We're all on our own little um, mission. We're all on our own little quest. And um, yeah, I just want to send you so much love and so many good vibes. And I hope this little chat helps. So on that note, let's jump in, baby. Let's do it. Mwah. Hi. 
Mojo Injection and I'm answering more questions and I think it's really important for me to be able to do it on this space. I know everyone has their own story, but a lot of the advice I can give through my own experience, through research and just through, you know, constantly kind of learning about this stuff and trying to, trying to help when the waiting lists are so long just to be able to come into a safe space and feel like you can ask anything. And a lot of the same themes come up. So I'm gonna explore a couple of questions that I've had. Um, and I really value when people get in touch and give me their feedback. And one of the pieces of feedback was about, you know, so when you find it really hard to say no to things to the point that you're burnt out and you're running around like mad, and you perhaps don't have the boundaries there to protect your time and to really know what your priorities are because you kind of get swept into that busyness. And I've been there. Um, when you, you know, they say there's all these motivational posts about saying yes to life and doing things that scare you. But the problem is now with the online world, there's so many amazing opportunities and things that can scare you. So why not just say yes to it all? And, you know, there's a lot of sort of similar traits and people I speak to that they just you know perhaps struggle to say no or they get excited or they really are driven about a certain thing and they love it but perhaps you're raising kids as well or you've got another job and you've got passion or you're trying to run the house you're trying to cook and you know there's so many things to do at certain points in life right you could just it's so easy to get overwhelmed these days is what I'm trying to say and one of the questions was you know being to the doctor I feel like, you know, from reading my blogs and listening to my podcast, that perhaps they may be in danger of like mania, hypomania, and a lot of the similar patterns that I've spoken about over the past sort of 16 months to raise awareness. And the kind of the doctor said, right, try yoga and meditation. Right. Well, that's amazing. But if your head's spinning and you're really busy, yoga and meditation can feel impossible. And perhaps you need to start small. And I'm just going to go over a few tips and hopefully this will help you. But just before we cover this off, you know, if you do feel like things are getting quite serious and your mental health is in decline, it's a psychotherapist that would normally kind of diagnose you um, and sort of make that call whether you need you know sleeping tablets or medication or something like that the psychologist is normally you know there for talking therapy and my point was dubbed as an extreme emergency so that's why I got amazing care they were all over me you know I was getting visits from consultants you know I was getting constant checkups people came to a hotel that I was working at to check on me um, you know, and that was initially through the GP who wasn't really sure what was going on. And then it was a mental health nurse um, that actually spotted that things were really um, not good and that I was in severe mania. And then at that point, I'd lost all boundaries and groundedness. Now, you could be on the road to that. You're just really busy or you're stressed or whatever, and you're losing your groundedness. If it's dubbed as an extreme emergency, you will get the care. From my experience and from listening to others, you know, if it's an extreme emergency, you will get the care. 
but because things are so stretched and perhaps you maybe feel like you're on the road to going into mania or hypomania, you may have a bit of a wait. And again, that's frustrating. So what I would say is, you know, if you're feeling like it's an emergency and you can afford to get a private appointment, then do it. Um, but just kind of look after yourself. The key is a lot of the questions I get, people are obviously aware or I'll get questions of friends or family saying, I'm really worried. I don't think they're aware. So the people I've um, sort of that inspired this episode are quite aware that something isn't right and they're a bit worried. So it's more preventative measures, what you can do. Um, so what I would say is, it's great to have drive and to be excited about things, but losing that balance and becoming overwhelmed can be so easy. So you, what you need to do right now is a bit of journaling and a lot of the feedback I get is people talk about boundaries, they struggle with boundaries, they struggle with saying no, perhaps they tell me stuff about their childhood. Um, and there's a lot of similar patterns, you know, not feeling in control and um, maybe that need to please and stuff. And we can all get a bit messed up in childhood, right? Um, so what I would say is a lot of journal journaling to prioritize what is really important to you. Like for me, when I came out of hospital, my number one priority was the kids. It was like time with them, just really all in with them. Everything else can wait. Um, all the amazing opportunities that I'd missed with, you know, going into hospital and then COVID, um, that, that didn't matter. It was like, number one, the kids. It's all about the kids. Now, maybe you're listening, you don't have kids, whatever. Um, just know what your priorities are. And when it comes to work, maybe you're juggling a few things, right? You have to get really, really strict. What can you delegate? What can you pass over? Prioritize your list, right? And be really honest. And, you know, if that takes, you know, journaling every night and morning, um, and going for a run or, or if you're struggling to do that, go for a, a sort of gentle walk. And, and just being in nature can really sort of bring those natural downloads into you about what you really, really need. But journaling is a great tool. Um, and then really examine, you know, your own needs. Like, you know, I said the kids were a great priority for me at that point because I hadn't been well. But, you know, perhaps you try and be super mum, but you've got other projects and it's just trying to work out right, how you can do this, who you can ask for help, are there grandparents or the friends around where you can kind of take turns because, you know, it's amazing, you love your kids if you're raising them, but also it does take a village to raise a child, so asking for support is so important. Boundaries, so, you know, what really are your needs and can you learn to say no without guilt? And that will take a bit of journaling, why are you feeling guilty? Why is that pressure there? And just dropping that pressure a little bit and recognizing when people cross the line as well, because if you want to help people all the time, that's lovely. But sometimes you've got to think about your own energy. How much of your energy are you giving away? Because you sort of need to save a little bit so that you can give yourself time. If you're finding it impossible to give yourself time to go for a jog or a walk or a massage or read a book in the bath or whatever it is, go for a cycle, whatever. If you're not finding any time for yourself, then the chances are the boundaries need sort of adjusted. 
you need to really, really think about your own needs. You've, it's, it's so essential. You know, I'm going to do a whole series on self-love just because I feel so strongly about this. Um, are you overcommitting? It's so easy to do that now, isn't it? What you could do is if you find that you're saying yes, yes, yes to everything and all the opportunities are coming, start to put actual boundaries on the page, right? I will only go to two events a week. I will only agree to do so much in one day. I will always have these hours free to spend with the kids. I will always have these hours free to fill up my own cup and do whatever it takes to kind of help restore. Um, ask for help. Like you have to, because at the end of the day, like perhaps you're just feeling like you're overcommitting or you're maybe on the verge of a bit of a mental thing. You have to ask for help. You have to know that I don't, you know, want to hear that, you know, people have been struggling and then they get to the point with me where they lost the boundaries and things spiraled quickly. Now that could be my genetics because maybe I was more prone or it could have just been like building very, very slowly and not seeing the signs and getting stuck on that train. I love it when I get messages from people who are at the stage where it's not spiral to an emergency. So the doctors are recommending, say for anxiety, going for a walk with friends, or they're recommending mindfulness and yoga. That's amazing. But just really catch it. Like you are at the point now where you can catch it before things go, whoa, and you lose all boundaries, you know? It's like I always say. Um, you need to, it's great to fly, but you need to have those roots, right? So perhaps the doctor said to you, right, mindfulness and yoga is really, really good, but you're like, I'm too busy, my head's spinning, I can't. Then I would suggest reaching out for some help. And I would say, if you check episode 40 on this podcast, it's when I speak with Gary Young all about the mindfulness course. I actually, I wasn't at a point at that point, you know, I was busy, but okay, maybe I was looking back, but I was busy um, and life can feel busy. You know, it's sort of like the norm sometimes to be busy. But doing that beginner's course into mindfulness really gave me that quiet time and really gave me the sort of tools, you know, and, and could go in slowly with support and a group where you could have a little chat after. Um, perhaps doing a course like that could be really valuable for you because having the discipline yourself at home it's just, you know, not there because you've got such a big list of things to do or you want to spend time with kids or you're caring for an older relative or whatever, so you just feel swept away. Coming back to that, taking the time to just be guided through mindfulness and learn what it's all about, learn what meditation is all about, you know. And I think, you know, having that quiet time, like I was brought up with faith, I was brought up with prayer. so. For me, it was like something that meditation sort of reinforced how important that was for me. All those sort of quiet moments where I would have the routine where it was last thing at night or in the day or out in nature where I was just kind of surrendering everything over and dropping that pressure and dropping that focus on the ego um, was so important. And I think it just brought back so much for me. Um, and then just working out how you can keep these things in your life once you've learned the skills, how you can set aside a little bit of time just for that quietness. And I think that's why I got so into the cold water therapy and so into the, you know, the swimming, like last night, it'd been quite a busy day. 
and I was juggling and I had kids and it was really good fun. I was looking after kids and uh, other kids and we'd have a fun packed day. And then I was like, all right, I've got a few wee work things I need to do and trying to juggle and stay on top of things. But then I was like, actually at night, I was like, you know, it'd be lovely just to go out to the reservoir, even though it's a bit later and have a swim. Um, and we headed out and it was just so still and it was quite busy actually I thought we'd driven through a rainstorm to get there but I was like I just think this will be really really good and just having that still time that is a place for me where I kind of get my where I surrender Um, it's a bit like symbolism of a baptism when you go in and you're like right I'm just surrendering the day I'm surrendering the week and I feel like a lot of people are feeding back to me that it's such a healing process going to the sea or the reservoir lakes locks whatever you call them <laughs> locks and lakes are the same thing um and just surrendering or getting on your bike or doing whatever and taking that time journaling is surrendering too right taking that time this is your life and boundaries are something that we all need to work on we can all get swept into that train and perhaps you don't even need to figure out why. Perhaps it's too hard to think back about childhood or think back about where you may have learned certain things. You don't have to overanalyze. You know, I spoke recently about thinking too much. You don't have to know all the answers. You don't always have to go back there. You can just do a little bit journaling about what you deserve. And it's amazing if you want to be ambitious and you want to do all this great stuff that's amazing to have drive. But we need balance with that too. And if you are not getting time in the day to unwind and have those quiet spots, then something is wrong. Your boundaries need to change. Examine your own needs. Take a step back. You know, if, if it's got, you know, if you've gone to a GP or something, or you've gone to a friend and they've given you things, they've given you a list of things and it just feels a bit too hard at the moment, then ask for help. There's so many amazing people like Gary Young in the mindfulness space, so many amazing people that can sort of sit with you and, and perhaps do a call to discover your needs. Um, you know, there are so many amazing things to do and research showing us things that we can do in our spare time to slow down that mind. And if you want to listen, tune into my episode with um, Sir Paul Gilbert, all about, you know, compassion-based therapy and the models there. And if you want to know more about the science and the way it works, when our dopamine, you know, that is a big problem when we get dopamine overload and it's so easy to get dopamine overload these days with social media pressures work pressures exciting opportunities but your dopamine goes all over the place and then perhaps that's when anxiety can flare up too and then what you really 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 need is the green stuff I say this all the time but oxytocin is lacking in our lives now so many people are realizing this now because there's a lot of chat about it and we're more educated. Where do you get oxytocin? There's all these articles about water and wellness. Doctors are subscribing this now too. Water and wellness, like being on a paddleboard or something, finding something. I spoke to someone recently and they were saying they've been so burnt out, so overwhelmed. They were just, there was 
everyone was telling them how amazing they were doing. And I remember this, well, you're flying, Joe, you're doing amazing. Wow. And you're getting all this encouragement. And you're like, I can't stop. I can't stop. It's all going so well. And actually, you know, some of the people I've spoken to, you know, burnout, oh, I was just swept away with it all. And then I found like deep sea diving or I found sailing or I got my paddleboard or I found well swimming or I found whatever, knitting, jigsaws. And that gave them that oxytocin hit. So schedule in your oxytocin hit every freaking week, every freaking day. Get your oxytocin. I'm about to go for a run and get some oxytocin, get some of the good hormones. I don't feel like I have time for it because, you know, the kids are away right now. They're being looked after and I'm meant to be working. And I'm working, but I'm like, I need to take a break as well. I need to use this time, kiddie-free, summer holidays, to go for a run and flood my mind with the good stuff. But in the past, I'd probably be like, I don't have time to pee. I've got to achieve. I've got to get stuff done. I spoke on the blog recently about the difference in me in 16 months. It's like I've dropped that pressure. And I'm glad that I was kind of forced to drop that pressure and just to come back to what's important and even dropping the pressure with certain things in my life, cutting things out, being a bit stingier with the time, tuning into that gut feeling and knowing, right, is someone overstepped the mark? Am I saying yes, but I really want to say no? If you don't have time to get quiet and journal all this stuff, am I saying yes, but I really want to say no? Maybe you've not got time to think about it, so you're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, no. No, 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 no. No, it's not a bad word. Selfish isn't a bad word. One of the most sound pieces of advice I had when we spoke as a group after the mindfulness, I think it was like week four or something, and Neil, who was on this podcast, and he said, he said, Joe, selfish isn't a bad word. Why are you scared of it? Why are you scared of the word selfish? I'm giving you permission to be a little bit selfish. And maybe you're thinking, I can't be selfish. I'm caring for sick relatives or, you know, my, the pressure on my work, I'll lose my job. Well, if you feel like your mental health's in decline, I'm telling you now that you have to schedule in time to be a little bit selfish at the moment. You have to slow down a little bit. Trust me. And you might be saying, yeah, yeah, whatever. You don't want it. You don't want to end up being sectioned. It's not pleasant. Being there, got the t-shirt. Um, taught me so much. Taught me so much. Are you addicted to ambition? Are you addicted to achieving? Are you addicted to saying yes? It's okay to admit these things. It's okay to admit that you love to help people. It's okay to admit that you love to achieve things. It's okay to admit that sometimes you struggle with boundaries. It's okay to admit that you've not taken the time for you that you so need. That's fine. We all do it. Is it time to slow down? And I speak about this in, I think it's like chapter 11 of my first book about gushy mindfulness, you know, having those gushy moments with the kids where, you know, you can still be an achiever and doing lots of things, but 
how often are you being there with the kids, like really, really there? You know, those moments where, and I'm a total gushy sap, right? And I get tears in my eyes quite a lot. I know that's actually a good thing because I've taken time to stop and be present in the moment. Like it was at Centre Parks um, and the kids were just cycling around. And I remember thinking, I've always wanted to be here with them on their bikes, like cycling. And it was sunny. There was just some moments that I would just sit or I would be on the bike just watching and taking it all in and going, living the dream right now. This is what I've been looking forward to. Like something as simple as cycling around the forest with the kids. And little moments like that, or just watching them play or watching them excited, you know, yes, the hard work. I'm not saying I'm gushy all the time. I have times in the day where I'm like, please be quiet, stop screaming, stop shouting, don't argue, please, la, 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 whatever. But there are always those little magic moments where you're just like, oh, like looking at their reaction to stuff. I took them to a dinosaur show the other day that we were sort of reviewing and putting out. And I was making a reel. Maybe you saw it on Insta um, that Jojo Fraser and Mojo, it was, it was fun. Uh, and they were uh, just watching the dinosaurs. And there's this little clip I made. It's just like a 40 second clip. And uh, at the end, you know, the dinosaurs are roaring. And I'm looking at the look on their faces. And they're just roaring at the dinosaurs. And they're just young. And they're in love with the fun of it. And they're present and they're in the moment. We need more of that as adults, right? We need more time being present in the moment. How often in the day are you present and in the moment? I want you to be really honest with yourself. Because if I'm not getting my gushy mindfulness in, if I'm not stopping every day, even when the rain's pouring or there's triggers, and believe me, there's always triggers. There's stuff going on in my life. You know, I see people who are struggling and that hurts me I you know I see things on tv like Love Island and we'll talk about this in more detail in another episode but I've been chatting to some bloggers and bloggers that are really using their voice and um, got a great amount of reach and we're trying to sort of create this movement about where is the body diversity everyone in Love Island's tiny and they've all got fillers and they've all got their boobs done and that's a mental health issue right it's pressure to be and look a certain way. And we need more voices to say, you don't have to get all this stuff to be validated. You don't have to be, to get all this stuff to be beautiful. You don't have to be that tiny size. You know, there's people on medication that, you know, they put on a ton of weight or lose a ton of weight. There's people who comfort eat, emotional eating. There's, you know, all these kind of things that we need more empathy for. And rather than just saying, well, this is how you have to look. You have to be this size. Your skin has to be like this. You can't have any lines on your face. You can't have any laughter lines. You can't have any sign of living and expression. You know, it's sad. And I can get swept into that, but it's always important to try and throw gratitude into the mix. What are we thankful about this world? And I look at voices and I look at people that are campaigning and I look at thought leaders and people that are really trying to fight for change. And that's what I focus on when I get, you know, I struggle with the world or I worry about raising kids in what can be a very superficial world. I look at the helpers, I look at the thought leaders. I don't look perhaps at the celebs who 
are promoting, you know, surgery to teenagers and to people in their 20s or 30s or, you know, I get people saying to me, why have you not had Botox? It's like the pressure to not have any expression on your face. Drop the pressure a little bit. Talk more. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Learn to love yourself. I could talk about this all day, but I'm going to put a boundary in there and go for my run now. You put a boundary in there too, okay, with your time. You make the time for yourself. It's great to achieve, but what is it at the expense of? And to go back to what I said at the start, examine your own needs. It's great if you're going to a GP to talk about your mental health. It's amazing. It's great if you can find in friends. The problem is a lot of people feel they can confine in me because they know there's no stigma. I can't speak to everyone though. I can do this and it can reach lots more people because I've got to conserve my own energy. I can't take calls from everyone. I can't reply to everyone, but I can put content on here. Talk to your friends, talk to your family. Stigma is bull. Don't worry about being judged. Keep it real. People want you to remove your mask. They want to know how you really are. Keep it real. Share. Get things off. Release the negativity. Talking makes you feel so much lighter. You know, the amount of people I've interviewed or spoken with, and they've said, oh, I feel so much lighter. Drop the baggage. It's okay to do that. Right. Okay. We'll stop there for now. And I'm sending you so much love, so many good vibes. And let's think of a wee song about dropping the pressure, sharing, all that sort of stuff. And we'll sing it out, baby. All my love to you. Mwah. Naked James Arthur. Let's get naked. Tell it how it is. Take off the mask. No more stigma here. I'm not gonna wait until you're done pretending you don't need anyone. I'm standing here naked. Just share, guys. It's okay. You're awesome. James Arthur Naked. One for your playlist. Shout it out. Tell it how it is. Be free. Be you. Be safe. And be kind to yourself. All the love. Mwah.